Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. This is 580 Live. And your host of 580 Live. What we've got here is failure to communicate. He's kind of a big deal. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Dave Allen. Yeah, folks, are good. Tuesday morning to you. It's 580 Live with the voice of Charleston, WCHS, brought to you by the Thornhill Auto Group. 304-345-5858. Text 304-935-5008. You can check me out on Twitter. It's at Dave A7 or Facebook, Dave Allen Entertainer. Uh, man, I tell you, what a show and uh, what a morning so far. Many of you are uh, without power this morning. I am one of those people. I was uh, lucky enough to be able to uh, to make it in uh, this morning. I can tell you my uh, my uh, commute from I-64 from Taze Valley here, not too bad. Once I got out of uh, the community where I live, it really wasn't that bad. But I uh, understand now that we're getting some freezing drizzle and uh, some uh, some areas are getting a little a little bad this morning. We'll have more on that coming up a little bit later on. Garrett Ballagy from the Cardinal Institute is going to talk about some things going on in the legislature. Tony Hodge from the Putnam County Republican Party is here as well. Plus a, uh, a 13-year-old, a young man who is really making some big noise in the legislature. And he's not an elected official. It's some pretty big things. We're going to talk to him coming up a little bit later on. Push your calls and text 304-345-5858. Text 304-935-5008. Before we get to uh, Garrett and the Cardinal Institute, I want to welcome in uh, Chris Lawrence from the newsroom. Chris, good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning, Dave. How are you? I'm doing fine. Now, you, uh, like me, are a Putnam County resident uh, <laughs> amongst the, what, 70,000, I think, in uh, something like that that don't have power? Yeah, it's, uh, well, actually, uh, the West Virginia Service Territory for Appalachian Power, it's right at 100,000 now that are out of power. So, uh-huh. yeah. Ours went out about 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Now, that was after we had gotten it back mm-hmm. Friday night about 8 o'clock. So we did have the luxury of having Saturday and Sunday with power. Okay. We got home yesterday, though, and uh, was just getting ready to fix dinner, and then it all went out, so... Yeah. It was a sandwich night. <laughs> okay, so yours was, okay, you and I were talking before you went on the air. You said 4 o'clock. I was presuming you meant 4 a.m. You meant 4 p.m. Yeah, yesterday. yesterday. Okay, mine was uh, 11, about 10 or 11 o'clock or so last night. It was funny because uh, I okay. fell asleep on the couch, and I got up and, and went to bed. And it, it, does it make any sense at all to say that you are that you're awakened by the sound of silence? Because it was so quiet, uh, something was wrong in the house, and I woke up and I told my wife. I said, "Okay, the power's off because there's no no roar, the heat pump, there's yeah. no nothing." And it was just so. Well, quiet. You, you really can't tell in our neighborhood because everybody's got a generator, so okay. you hear those things humming all over, including me. I went out and fired ours up uh, okay. after we finished up dinner and everything. So yeah, we running on generator power until they can get it back. I know the drive into work this morning. I have not seen anything like that since the day I drove to work after the derecho. Really? There were trees everywhere. I mean, I was literally having to drive around down trees. Fortunately, none had completely blocked the road, but there were several places where there were trees lying in one lane, and I had to go to the other lane to get around them. Mm -hmm. And there were other trees that were precariously hanging on power lines that I had to drive under. And then when I got... To Hurricane, where you, I go down Route 60 and turn and go up 34 into Hurricane, mm-hmm. there was no power. I mean, yeah. I mean yeah. everything from – there was no power at all in Hurricane. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sheets, that area where sheets is all that dark. Yeah. And it was dark all the way up the interstate. I remember the derecho, the only place I saw light between home and here was Liberty Square because they had a generator. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was out. The only light I saw today – was uh, at Appalachian Power Service Center there in Hurricane. Yeah. They had power, but yeah. I'm sure they were on a generator. But then when I got up to Taze Valley, 
one side of the interstate had power, one side didn't. Mm-hmm. So, but I, but it don't, I just thought, man, that's, it's been a long time since it's been that dark on my driving to work. So, uh, what, what are we hearing out there from Appalachia Power? What are we, what are they saying? Well, they've got 1,500 guys, most of them from out of state that are in the field today fanning out to make repairs and, it's cold. It's getting colder. The mm-hmm. ice isn't going anywhere, so yeah. that could lead to more outages. They are um, trying their best to restore it as fast as they can. The first priority, the priority, and Phil Moy will tell you this, is going to be hospital zones, sure. yeah. places like that, so bus stops. But since there's no school, I don't know. I guess schools are also a, a, a priority, too, mm-hmm. because yeah. those become community gathering places if you need a warming station sure, or something. Yeah. Uh, the next uh, priority is... Where you've got areas of big outages where they can, you know, they can work and get a lot of people back on at once. And then after that, they have to work on out where they've got, you know, just a few outages down to one or two individual outages. So if you're in a place and you can look on their outage map, if you're in a place that's got, you're part of a, and each outage has a number on it. And if you're one that's got a whole lot of people in it, like, you know, two, three, four, five hundred and you're out at, well, that, that's a good thing because chances are they're going to get to you faster. Mm-hmm. Than the uh, the family that's got like seven outages in their territory. That's yeah. going to be a while. Well, I can tell you, driving down uh, in, in the Taze Valley area, as I was, I was coming into the station this morning, it's like you said. I mean, you look over at uh, I passed the Go Mart and the McDonald's mm-hmm. there in Taze Valley, and none of that. The the sheets just up from my house. You can look out the window, and there's yeah. you always see those lights, and, and there's nothing there going down the interstate as well. So uh, it could be a while. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, there is no. I can tell you, in our neighborhood, there is no estimated time. Yeah, there's. I don't think there's an estimated for, for time. In Anywhere at yeah. this point, because and frankly, I was grateful that we had power Saturday and Sunday because there are some people uh, who haven't had power since last Wednesday night. Yeah, they were trying to get it restored and then it went out again last night. So yeah. there's some people that are going on close to a week here without power. Mm-hmm. So hang in there. I mean, we, we we've all been through this, but sure. and we know that we know how. It, you know, the deal, but it doesn't make it any easier. Yeah, exactly so. right. But uh, not all of us are like you, and we have about 55 deer carcasses that we can, we, we can, we can dine on. Well, you gotta, <laughs> gotta keep the generator running to keep that freezer in, <laughs> yeah. in check. Good point. Although the freezer did okay through the derecho without a generator because the frozen meat becomes its own ice mm-hmm. as long as you don't open it. Yeah. But now I have a generator, so I'll, I'll make sure that nothing happens to it now. All right. Well, good to know I have a place to go tonight, right? But yeah, yeah, exactly. Go to your neighbors. I was going to say, but you won't tell me where you live. Yeah, so. exactly. You're you're not invited. So. <laughs> All, right. All right, Chris. I appreciate Every it. Every man for himself. <laughs> I appreciate it, buddy. Thanks right, a lot. Chris Lawrence from the newsroom again. And, we, you know, sometimes you don't want to make light of the situation, but you gotta, you have to sometimes because uh, it is, uh, it's pretty bad out there um, with uh, these people with, without power. And again, mine was off 10, 11 o'clock or so last night. It's still off. There's been people, as Chris said, it's hard for me to feel sorry for myself when mine, or like Chris said, there's been people that have been without power for well over a week now and no estimation as to when it's going to be restored. And just hats off to all of the, the, the service workers that are out there. Um, I mean, there's you know, a bunch coming in from other states. This wasn't unexpected. It was predicted. And uh, and unfortunately, we've got another storm coming in, it looks like, uh, Thursday and Friday as well before we finally turn the corner. I'm done with it. Anthony, officially call it. Winter's done. 304-345-5858. Text 304-935-5008. I want to bring in Garrett uh, Ballengy, our good friend from the Cardinals, too. Garrett, good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning, Dave. Thank you for having me. And if if I may be allowed to speak on behalf of 1.8 million West Virginians, I think April cannot get here fast enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that. We had you scheduled, uh, you know, for about a week or so to go on, but I wanted to give you a little extra. I wanted to, I thought, thought we needed to bring Chris in. So I appreciate you giving him some of your time for the important stuff. And by the way, uh, WVMetroNews.com, complete stories on the power outages. If you can get to it, uh, you know, because, you know, we, we throw that out there. We say, well, you know, during a power outage, uh, uh, you know, follow along in the website or whatever. Not everybody can do that. So, um, you know, we have, we have the information out there, uh, for you. And, and, uh, if nothing else, nothing beats an old fashioned radio, Garrett. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. No, I'm certainly with you there. Um, we had you, know, we've had you on in the past, but in case people may have missed your last appearance in the show, Garrett, tell us in a nutshell what the Cardinal Institute is all about. So we are a nonprofit research organization located here in Charleston, um, and we've been around about four or five years now, and really we are kind of a limited government, free market organization whose really mission it is to research and communicate and publicize ideas that we feel like stand the best chances of moving West Virginia forward in a positive direction. 
Um, so now that the legislature is in session, started uh, officially uh, last week, uh, what uh, what have you seen in the legislature? What has you excited so far, if anything? Well, it's certainly been a very quick week. Um, so we're very excited about some of the school choice programs that are making their way through the legislative process. We've been big believers and proponents of education freedom for the last five years. Um, there's one thing that's been, uh, I, I guess, top of the center of mind. It's called the Hope Scholarship Program, which the House introduced, I believe, on Thursday of last week. Mm-hmm. And that recently made it out of the House Finance Committee and, and the day before it made it out of the House Education Committee. So that's scheduled to go on the floor. And broadly speaking, that allows parents the ability to access their own state tax dollars. To, to customize their child's education mm-hmm. so they could spend money on private school tuition or tutoring services, assessment tests, uh, homeschooling uh, kind of needs and services. So it's really a, an exciting program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also believe in the Senate there's an education savings account bill working its way through. And then I think yesterday the, the charter school expansion stuff made it through. So if you're interested in education choice and education freedom, it's certainly an exciting time to be in West Virginia, I would say. Let's talk about the uh, the ESAs, educational savings accounts, uh, Garrett. That's one of those terms you hear thrown out there a lot. Explain what those are and why you feel, why your organization, the Cardinal Institute, feels that those are so important. So education savings accounts are a relatively new policy innovation. They've only been around since 2011, if I'm not mistaken. They're in six states right now, um, although I believe we're approaching two dozen states across the country have introduced uh, ESA legislation. ESA is sort of the, the shorthand for education savings account. And what that really is, again, it's very similar to the HOPE scholarship program. It allows parents who want to be able to customize and individualize their child's education, the, the ability to do that by having access to their own state tax dollars. So it, it depends on the state and how they work it, but some states they they have kind of an account that is set up for the family specifically. Um, if you if you want to apply for the program, you have to be an eligible student, of course, mm-hmm. to say that you're accepted into the program. And then the Hope Scholarship in West Virginia is actually administered by the, the state treasurer's office. That's the proposal. So the family can go on there, and they have they would have about forty five or forty six hundred dollars to purchase private school tuition, books, assessments, uh, transportation to a to a facility, a, a fee for service transportation. Um, again, why this is exciting is because it allows families to pick and choose based on their own child's learning needs uh, an education that best fits them. Um, I think we've all seen during COVID-19 some kids have thrived in kind of a virtual learning environment. Some have thrived in a hybrid learning environment. But many kids have sort of fallen behind. And really, I think Hope Scholarships and ESAs recognize that fact and allow parents with financial needs necessary to be able to to, to do something about that message. Garrett, uh, we're having a little trouble hearing you there. Can you repeat that, like, last 30 seconds or so you cut out on Oh, us, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, really, that's what this is. So, in light of COVID-19, I think a lot of parents have seen that certain kids learn and thrive in different environments. So, ESAs and scholarship program really recognize that fact and allow families the financial resources necessary to go out and customize an education for their child. And you mentioned uh, that that uh, going back to the, to, to the Hope uh, Scholarship, that, that is a program uh, that's really being touted by the West Virginia State Treasurer, the new uh, the new Treasurer uh, Riley Moore. He's going to be on the show this coming Thursday to explain that. Uh, talking with uh, Garrett Ballinger of the Cardinal Institute, Garrett, there was a lawsuit filed by the West Virginia um, Academy, a school that was denied a request later or a request last year, I should say, to open up a um, a charter school. Uh, I believe that school is in the Morgantown area. Uh, what is the latest on that? Can you tell us where that stands now? So if, if I'm not mistaken, that is now with this, uh, the state Supreme Court. Um, I believe that was filed late last week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and basically, sort of the gist of it is the, the West Virginia Academy, which is the name of the charter school, basically is alleging that the respective counties, counties Board of Education, so Mon County and Preston County, really never gave their charter school a fair shake or a fair hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's in the law that the Princeton County and Long County Boards of Education have to meet, make a mutual decision, uh, respond to the, the charter application in a reasonable amount of time. And if they don't, then uh, it's default allowed to, to become a charter. And so the lawsuit is basically alleging that Long County and Preston County didn't live up to their end of the bargain. 
um, and did not respond within the 90-day statutorily required uh, window, and therefore is they're allowed to be a charter school by default. So that, is, uh, that was just filed last week. I'm sure the court will get to that in a very, um, hopefully, quick decision. And, um, yeah, so we'll see where that goes. It's unfortunate that the state's first charter school is, is, is going through this right now, but I guess growing pains and they learned how to, to navigate charter schools. There was some uh, discussion, Garrett, in the legislature, and I think it was yesterday, uh, if I'm not mistaken. It's um, and, and they were talking uh, about the number of charter school applications and something to do with the with the number going from one going to ten uh, or something like that. Uh, and I didn't, and to be honest with you, I didn't get all the facts in it. Can you elaborate on that a little further? Yeah, so the charter school law that was originally passed in 2019 allowed for three charter schools to open in West Virginia every three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the, the first kind of window, if you will, we had one official applicant, and then we had one, I believe, withdrawal its application in Greenbrier County, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so what yesterday's legislation allows for is that that number three to expand to ten. Okay. You would have ten charter schools would be allowed to open every years. There's also some additional authorizers language in there. I know that was one of the big points of contention in 2019 was that county school boards are really the only allowed authorizers. So this legislation expands to additional authorizers to, to allow and facilitate additional charter schools coming to West Virginia. Okay. So because I know I had heard uh, there were some people that were a little, little upset about that and some people that were happy about it, uh, just the, that's the way it goes when you talk about these things. Uh, before we get, we'll let you go, uh, Garrett, last time we had you on, we had people actually calling and texting after the show asking for more information about your group. Will you give us uh, some more information, websites, social media, phones, whatever that you can give so people can find out more about the Cardinal? <laughs> yeah, Cardinal absolutely. Institute. So our Twitter account is at CardinalWV. Mm-hmm. Uh, CardinalInstitute.com is our website. Um, and then our Facebook page, again, is at CardinalWV as well, just like our Twitter account. So just go on there and Google us. We're easy to find. Um, and, again, we're a limited government, free market research organization that was founded back in 2015. All right. Garrett, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Be safe out there, my friend. We'll talk soon. All right. Likewise. Stay warm, everyone. All right. Ted. 926, uh, Garrett Ballingy, uh, from the Cardinal Institute. Uh, 304-345-5858, text 304-935-5008. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more 580 Live brought to you by the Thornhill Auto Group. Thornhill now is your Toyota dealer. The all new Thornhill Toyota is here. Visit them online, thornhilltoyotawv.com. Located on the Thornhill Motor Mile, US 119 in Chapmanville. Thornhill Toyota. Let's go places. Tony Hodge from the Putnam County Republican Party coming up next, 580 Live on the Voice of Charleston, WCHS. Stronger together. Thornhill Auto Group has been community strong and proud to serve all your automotive needs for 25 plus years. As we grow, we continue to put our customers and our communities first, providing you the best in automotive services, offering new Buick, Chevy, GMC, Ford, Lincoln, Mitsubishi, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and our newest edition, Thornhill Toyota. All available to you at thornhillautomotive.com. Here for you then and now with miles of cars in between the road to total savings starts with thornhill hi i'm david mccormick owner of omega commercial interiors the events of this year sure did offer some clarity but i'm happy to leave it all in a rearview mirror renew your business in 2021 upgrade your office space a fresh start begins with space planning and new office furniture from omega commercial interiors west virginia's leading office furniture supplier Remember, buy local. And when you need office furniture, call us or visit us online at omegacommercialinteriors.com. Your bank shouldn't make you feel like you're on an assembly line. It's about you, your family, your future. That's why you're going to feel good about Polka Valley Bank. Because people have been feeling good about us for over a 100 years. Bottom line, we have all the services of a big bank, but we're local. At Polka Valley Bank, our decision-making is local. Our people get to know you and call you by name. It's a relationship with a bank that you can feel good about. See us online at polkavalleybank.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is ABC Sherry Preston. If you want to catch up on the week's biggest news stories or just learn something new, check out Perspective from ABC News. We'll go in-depth on the stories you need to know about with our reporters around the globe. London. Paris. Seuss, Tunisia. Kathmandu. Nepal. Sydney. Jerusalem. ABC News. Brussels. You'll also hear interviews you won't find anywhere else. Again, that's Perspective from ABC News. Listen for it right here. Saturday mornings at 9 on The Voice of Charleston, 580 WCHS.
580 Live brought to you by the Thornhill Auto Group, 304-345-5858, text 304-935-5008. The A-Train Anthony Hartman serving as our producer today. Tony Hodge with the Putnam County Republican Party coming up here uh, momentarily. Uh, a couple of quick texts I want to get to, though. Uh, text, uh, Dave, can anyone in state or county government explain with a straight face why they can't produce a list for seniors 65 and older that registered on the state's website, noting how close or far away they are in getting the COVID vaccine in that county they live in? Their inability to do so, uh, to do something that would seem to be fairly simple, casts doubt on the fairness involved in who and who doesn't get the shot in a timely manner. How hard is it to provide a list and sequence of registrants from January 25th when the website rolled out through today? Too much opportunity for manipulation with no checks in place. They make it hard for anyone to trust or have confidence in them. Um, I don't disagree to the texture. And uh, maybe that's something we can talk to uh, some of the folks behind the uh, website and find out uh, more about. Uh, let's see. Uh, text Dave, I would like to give a shout out to salt truck drivers as well as utility workers, especially those people uh, because they are uh, in the actual weather way, way more. Indeed. One hundred percent. I agree with that. Let's go to Tony Hodge. Tony Hodge with the Putnam County Republican Party. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Dave Allen. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, man. Uh, do you have power wherever it is you are, sir? I do. I do have power. Um, I got out today and kind of I'm, I'm off work today. So I got out today and sort of uh, was the uh, local free taxi service for a few of my uh, neighborhood friends. I helped uh, ferry some people to work this morning. And as I drove through uh, southern Putnam County through Taze Valley and Hurricane, just about the whole area is darkened, except right here in my neighborhood. We have power. Jessica and I, we prayed last night before we went to bed that the power would stay on and we're warm and cozy. But hey, I want to give a shout out too to all the the linemen out there working, I see their trucks everywhere. They've came in from different states and, and all over our state. They're working hard. I know they're probably listening to the radio while they're out there in their trucks. So shout out to you guys. Stay warm and be safe. Absolutely. Um, I want to start, uh, Tony, by um, bringing up something to you that um, I've mentioned with Garrett uh, Ballinger from the Cardinal Institute earlier. One weekend to the new session, what has you excited about the supermajority in the legislature? Well, there's a lot of good bills out there. Um, you know, after the after the November election, kind of the spotlight's been on um, election integrity and things like this. So there's a few election bills going through right now that I really like. One is uh, Senate Bill 54. It's to require photo ID for voting. So what that would require is that when you go get registered to vote, that they issue you a uh, photo ID on your voter registration uh, and or uh, put your voting information on your driver's license, such as your county or precinct number. So I think that would bring um, good election, you know, election security. It's just another another one that they're doing is uh, Senate Bill 70, and that requires voters to be legal residents of West Virginia. Uh, believe it or not, right now in state code, um, the word legal isn't really in there. It's uh, their residents are described as bona fide residents of the state. So Senate Bill 70 would uh, change that to. Uh, to make uh, residents legal or uh, voters legal residents, so that's a couple things on elections. There's another interesting one on um, on the right to bear arms. There's a Senate Joint Resolution One. What that is is a proposed constitutional amendment that would prohibit any political subdivision from restricting uh, the right to bear arms. So, uh, in other words, a city a city couldn't require uh, certain requirements when you go to buy a gun, such as a three-day waiting period or, or things like this. There's some cities now, I think Charleston may even have that, or they did at one time. So this would uh, eliminate that. So that's a good one. Um, there's a couple others. Uh, let's see. There's the, uh, the, 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 gender, the gender bill going through. That's HB or House Bill 2141. That would require that uh, anyone who plays sports would have to play the sport that corresponds to their uh, biological sex. So, in other words, boys couldn't play girls' sports, so I think that's a good bill. Let me ask you, Tony, let me play devil's advocate here for a moment on that bill and maybe on, you mentioned the voter ID and the other ones. Are these are these major issues uh, now that need to be addressed? I mean, they, they may very well be, but I'm just asking your opinion. Are these things that... That, and, and, and why are they why are these things so important that we need to spend the valuable time of the legislatures working on those? Well, the the voter ID, the photo ID for voters, I think that's very important. I mean, we should all strive to want um, secure elections. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you, the only thing we have right now to go on when you go to vote is a signature. And, how you know, how many times does your signature look exactly the same way every time you go into 
to sign a document or anything like that. And that's all we go. Well, on we do right have now. a voter ID um, law in West Virginia already. Isn't isn't it? Uh, don't you just have to provide like a, a sheet of paper saying you live somewhere, such as a uh, it's very bill? it's very yeah. There, there's uh, yeah. There's in the teens as far as thirteen, fifteen different forms of ID that you can use, um, and you can also have a poll worker vouch for you. That that I, I know Tony Hodge. He lives in my neighborhood, and uh, under penalty of law, I can say that. But now I understand what you're saying. Let's get to the, the to the athletic thing, though. The uh, is this, is this really uh, that big of an issue? Well, I mean, I think it is. You know, talking about boys or or men competing in women's sports. I mean, think about the Olympic sports. All the if uh, if men can compete with the women, I'm talking about biological men. If they can compete with the biological women, um, you know, that puts the women at a disadvantage in their category. I know I was reading the in the newspaper recently where the fastest woman in the world. She's an Olympic. I can't remember her name right now, but she's an Olympic runner. She's considered the fastest woman in the world. And, you know, her times are documented and all. If you put her up against right now, there are 300 boys in high school that are documented can run faster than her just based on their on their track and field records and things like that. So 300 high school boys could beat the fastest woman in the world. So, you know, I think this bill is important. We need to I, I, we need to stand for truth. We need to stand for science. You know, I'm, I'm pro-science. And categorizing people by biological sex when it comes to sports, that's a pro-science position. And we need to follow the science on this. We don't need to be science deniers. Let's, let's, um, let's go back to uh, guns for a moment. You and I had actually talked yesterday, and you were upset or the very, at the very least bothered by President Biden's stance uh, on guns in general. you care to elaborate on that? Well, you know, he released a statement saying that um, he was going to tighten up gun laws. And he – what was it that he said he's going to – uh, uh, require, oh, that's what it was, require background checks for every time a gun is purchased. And I'm thinking, what, you know, what is it, what is he thinking? I mean, our Second Amendment, it says the right to bear arms shall not be infringed. Infringed means to limit or undermine, and requiring a background check for a natural right, that just, it's totally unconstitutional. I don't think it's, <laughs> I don't think it, it would stand up in, in court if it, if it made it to the Supreme Court. I mean, it, it's just an outright, uh, against our Constitution. So, yeah, you cannot require background checks on every single gun purchase. I mean, I can understand for extreme uh, positions, but uh, just the simple right to bear arms, you know, he's wanting to require background checks, and I just think it's crazy. Dave, let me say one thing real mm-hmm. quick. Sure. Um, the last time I was on, we had talked about the rule changes in the U.S. House, mm-hmm. and I said that I would check on that. What I had claimed the last time I was on the show was that uh, Nancy Pelosi had changed the the House rules, the U.S. House rules, to say that uh, they were going to eliminate all gender-specific pronouns. Well, I want to clarify just a little bit. I was a little bit right and a little bit wrong, so I want to make sure that I'm accurate. Okay. What, what actually happened was they did change the rules to include gendered language, but what they did is they only changed the document – that spells out the rules. So they didn't change the rules of the House. They changed the document that the that the rules are listed in. So they changed in the paper it was printed document, on, basically. Yes, what it was <laughs> printed on, basically. So anyway, which is still ridiculous. I mean, that's just ridiculous. It's virtue signaling to the left and things like that. I, I mean, I, I think it's ridiculous. But I did I did want to be accurate, and I don't know if the if the lovely and talented uh, Caitlin Murphy is in, but uh, <laughs> She's just not. tell her that. Okay. She's, Maybe she's listening. Um, all right. Final thing I want to get your opinion on, and we'll take it national here uh, for a moment. Uh, since we last talked, of course, there was the impeachment, second impeachment of uh, President Trump. Uh, and now for the second time, there is an acquittal. Your thoughts on that? Well, um, I thought the uh, I thought the acquittal was the right thing to do. I'm I'm in the camp that the the impeachment process is unconstitutional if you're dealing with someone who's not even in office. So. Um, I kind of line up with uh, what Senator Capito said. I thought she had a pretty well-balanced reason approach on that. And so uh, if you want to know what I think about it, just look at her statement, and I kind of line up with that. But, yeah, uh, the acquittal was the right thing to do. I know it was close. I think they had seven Republicans um, vote with the Democrats, but I believe they needed a two-thirds. Mm-hmm. So he got acquitted. So, um, yeah, I agree with that. Tony, it's always a pleasure to have you on, man. Uh, thought-provoking stuff. I appreciate it. Be safe out right. there, and uh, and hats off to what you're doing to ferry in the neighbors around. That's pretty good stuff, buddy. 
<laughs> All right. You guys be safe and have, have a good day. All right. Thanks a lot. Tony Hodge from the uh, he's president of the uh, Putnam County Republican Party. 22 minutes away from 10. I want to try to grab this phone call because this person's been on hold for some time. Chris, you're on 580 Live. Go ahead. The Jackal's been howling about education for a long time. All right. Jackal, have Ever, at it. Go ahead. Ever since the derecho flood, the mm-hmm. kids on Elk River haven't had a high school, and we still have yet to break ground on the new Herbert Hoover High. This is pathetic. I also want to make sure that you devote time in your show mm-hmm. to talk about that 13-year-old kid at the West Virginia legislature making waves. He's, it's how start celebrating our young people before they leave us. Yep, he is actually the next guest right after the break. Great, and I hope he does well. In reference to Senate uh, referendum number one, Mm -hmm. that's something everybody ought to support. West Virginia is a pro-gun culture. Guns are a good thing. They keep you safe when the bad guys come around. They can help keep you fed in the winter. Let's protect our Second Amendment rights at any and all costs, especially against the hospital administration. Okay. Anything else uh, in the legislature piquing your interest these days, Jackal? I want to know why we don't have a full marijuana legalization bill on the floor right now. I want to tell you something. Every time you talk to Republicans about legalizing weed, they get allergic to money. It's insanity. <laughs> it's about time that we started tapping into one of the, one of the things that West Virginia has been known for for many years, moonshine whiskey and good marijuana. <laughs> we could make a booming business out of this in this state, but it's not happening because a bunch of old fuddy-duddies want to talk about what Jesus likes and doesn't like when it comes to making a dollar. All right, Jackal, I appreciate it, buddy. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Right, 20 minutes away from 10. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, quick text. The state constitution requires tax dollars to pay for and operate a public school system, not pay for private educations. I have no problem if a family doesn't want to attend a public school, but it is their responsibility to pay for that education. It is not the responsibility of the taxpayers to pay for your child's education. This is completely unacceptable, according to a uh, text. Uh, let's see. Uh text uh, uh dave the next time that you have mr manchin on could you ask him when he's going to start quote fighting like hell for the 69 percent of the people in this state that voted for donald trump so far he only seems interested in biden's agenda which could only please the 31 percent in the state that voted for him you may remind him that most of the people of west virginia probably want him to fight like hell for us and would never consider trying to recall him if he's truly uh, looking for the best interest, looking out for their best interest, and not those of his liberal friends in the Senate that seem to be able to persuade him rather easily. Lastly, it would be nice if he quit being Schumer's puppet and start fighting for the red state West Virginia values and not those of his blue state buddies, according to a texter. Um, actually, I wanted to kind of bring this up. Did you happen to hear Manchin on uh, uh, on Hoppy's show yesterday? Uh, very interesting, some of his comments. We're going to talk about those a little bit later on if time, uh, if time permits. Uh, final text before the break. Uh, it's good to hear the Jackal is back. Indeed it is. 18 minutes away from 10. We'll take a break. Be back with more 580 Live, brought to you by the Thornhill Auto Group on the Voice of Charleston, WCHS. Thornhill Auto Group is excited to introduce our newest addition to our automotive family, the all-new Thornhill Toyota on the Thornhill Motor Mile in Chapmanville, WV. That's right, Thornhill is now your number one destination for new or pre-owned Toyotas. We're eager to put the spotlight and the Thornhill touch on one of the safest, most dependable lines of vehicles on the market. Toyota, now open in the existing location off US 119 near Chapmanville. Shop the Thornhill Motor Mile and the all-new Thornhill Toyota. Sears Monument Company, the art of remembering. West Virginia's oldest memorial company since 1911. Their annual winter sale is going on the whole month of February. 15 to 50% off all in-stock monuments and memorials. They understand decisions like these can be overwhelming. Allow their professionals to walk you through the process. Find out more online at searsmonument.com or by calling 304-342-4158. Sears Monument is located at 124 Virginia Street East in downtown Charleston. 
Owning a home comes with many privileges. It also comes with responsibilities. The Kanawha County Sheriff's Office wants to remind you of one very important one, making sure your property taxes are paid on time. After March 1st, you'll pay penalties for late payment of property taxes. So please, enjoy every benefit of home ownership without burdening yourself with penalties. Visit KanawhaSheriff.us to pay your property taxes before March 1st and avoid penalties. KanawhaSheriff.us After the recent market volatility, are you wondering if your investments could use an adjustment? I'm John Burdett with 4th Avenue Financial. Give me a call today for a free consultation, 304-746-7977. Don't let the next downturn alter the plans you've made. Let's work together to build a portfolio that works for you. Learn more at 4thAvenueFinancial.com. Securities offered through JW Cole Financial Incorporated, member FINRA Pacific. Advisory services offered through JW Cole Advisors Incorporated, JW Cole Financial, JW Cole Advisors, and 4th Avenue Financial are unaffiliated entities. Sixty minutes away from 10, 580 Live, brought to you by the Thornhill Auto Group. From the, um, you know, I, I just want to say that uh, I want to say a big shout out to the folks at Thornhill, too. Of course, they're the uh, sponsors of the show, and uh, they do a great job uh, down at, uh, I've, I've had a relationship with those folks for a long, long time. Thornhill Motor Miles, where they are, US 119 in Chapmanville. Thornhill now, your number one destination for new or pre-owned Toyotas. Visit them online, thornhilltoyotawv.com. Thornhill Toyota, let's go places. I do want to correct something I said when I had Tony Hodge on. Uh, I have a tendency to refer to him as the president of the Putnam County Republican Party. That is incorrect. He's the president of the Putnam County Republican Club, and I do appreciate uh, a texter from the party uh, and from the organization texting me to tell me that. So I do appreciate that very much. That is my fault. I own that. Uh, he is the president of the club, uh, not the party. Uh, quickly, if you missed last week's 50-50 Friday, don't feel uh, bad. There are a few $50 gift certificates for $25 left for delicious meals from IHOP, located off Corridor G or IHOP in Kanawha City. Uh, cars are taking a beating, as you know as well, from uh, the ice dirt, snow, and salt that leads to rust. Get $50 in certificates for only 25 bucks at Soak City Car Wash on 50th Street in Kanawha City next to Piggly Wiggly. For those bargains and more, go to www.wchsnetwork.com. Click on the 50-50 button, and you certainly will be glad you did. Uh, when I had uh, one of our callers on earlier, they said, I brought up a really good point about uh, kind of celebrating some things that our young people are doing. I have a 13-year-old, I believe he is, that's on the show now, a gentleman by the name of Braxton Smith. Braxton, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Now, uh, you have gotten a lot of attention, some of it national, for sharing your experience as a type 1 diabetic and uh, your fight to help make insulin more affordable. Um, let me, before we get into that, tell me a little bit about Braxton Smith. Uh, you said we were 13 years old. Where do you go to school, Braxton? Um, actually I'm 14 oh, and sorry. Uh, I go to school at Hayes Middle School. I'm in eighth grade. Okay. Okay. My fault on that one. Uh, so now you've, you're a type one diabetic. Why is this, uh, uh, why is this, this cause of, of, of getting more attention to type one diabetes? Why is it so important to you? Really, it's because we're trying to get awareness out there, and we're also trying to get type 1 diabetics and diabetics as a whole quality of life up due to passing these bills. We've already passed the uh, affordable insulin bill, and now we're trying to get all the other stuff like continuous glucose monitors, which basically go onto like your arm or your stomach and reach your blood sugar 24 hours a day. It has saved my life multiple times, sure. to be honest. And it's just, quite frankly, so outrageously expensive that people could die because they don't have this life-saving equipment. Now, you've actually taken your fight to the legislature. You alluded to some bills and stuff that you've uh, you've helped with. Uh, tell us about your experience at the Capitol. Oh, it was fun. Um, it's it's. It's kind of hard to explain, but it was, like, really fun, and I felt really proud of myself and all the people that were fighting with me and for me when the bill finally passed. Well, and I, th- I think it's something to be celebrated because, again, a lot of a lot of people don't care enough to get involved in the political realm of all ages. But to have somebody that is your age to want to take this fight to the legislature, I think you are certainly uh, to be uh, to be uh, applauded for that. Where can people learn more uh, about this fight and some of the things that you're that you're attempting to do uh, with 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 the education of people with type one diabetes and your fight of the legislature? Um, 
West Virginia team for affordable insulin on um, Facebook.com. Okay. So uh, do you plan on going back to the legislature? Um, once COVID clears, because mm-hmm. obviously with, di- with diabetes, it actually weakens your immune system. So I'm more prone to, like, the virus sure. worst aspects of it. So, like, once COVID clears up, I probably will. Braxton, aside from COVID, tell me about your experience in living with this disease. So I've had it for four years now, and it, you can't you can't ever take a break from it. it. You have to be on top of it 24-7. I know multiple diabetics at my school and just kind of around West Virginia from all walks and, like, all corners of West Virginia. And it's, it's hard for everybody, no matter if you're 2 or 30 or 60 or 90 or whatever. It's hard because it's, the stuff is so expensive to keep us living because these companies just want to make a quick buck off of us. Mm-hmm. And that is super sad because with the Insulin Affordability Act that we – passed about a year ago or two, insulin cost $6 to make, and they were selling it upward to $1,000 if you didn't have insurance. Wow, that's that's incredible. What do you want uh, people to know, not necessarily about the fight, but what do you want for, what would you like for people to understand a little bit better about um, uh, illnesses such as your type 1 diabetes? What would you like to tell people about it? Well, it's, it's really a, a really hard task, and we, we need all the help we can get. So if, if you can please, call your local delegate and senator to ask them to support this bill, because it is important to, to about one-third of the population of West Virginia, because one-third of the population has diabetes. And I would, type one or type two. And I would think that uh, if you look at the numbers, and I don't have those in front of me, Braxton, but I would think that West Virginia is right up there near the top in the number of uh, uh, diabetics uh, nationwide. I think it's a pretty fair assessment. Would you agree with that? Yeah, we're actually in the top three That's of what I figured. diabetics <laughs> per populace. Right. All right. Well, Braxton, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to join us. Sounds like you're a busy guy hanging out to the Capitol as much as you can and trying to get this, uh, uh, th- these, not only the bill that you did get passed, but other bills passed as well. Uh, we wish you the best in your fight. Stay in touch with us, buddy. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. <laughs> you too. It's uh, Braxton Smith, 14 years old, uh, and uh, he's actually getting national attention for sharing his experience as a type 1 diabetic and, and trying to make insulin more affordable, life-saving insulin to people. Uh, so he's, uh, he's a student at uh, Hayes Middle School there in the St. Albans area. So a uh, big shout-out uh, to him. Let's uh, take care of some text. Uh, text, uh, Braxton is my grandson. Very proud of him, according to a texture. Uh, 9.51, I think we're all proud of him. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more. The rest of the show is yours, 304-345-5858. Text 304-935-5008. This is 580 Live, brought to you by the Thornhill Auto Group on The Voice of Charleston, WCHS. Let's go places. Hey, it's Sydney from the Thornhill Auto Group. We are excited to announce and welcome Toyota to the Thornhill Automotive family of dealerships. Your total automotive dealer just got bigger, and we're eager for the new opportunity to continue serving Southern West Virginia and Eastern Kentucky with a great new Toyota product. The Thornhill family welcomes some familiar, friendly staff, plus a few new smiling faces. Same location, brand new name, the all-new Thornhill Toyota is here. Visit us online at thornhilltoyotawv.com and on the Thornhill Motor Mile, U.S. 119 Chapmanville. St. Albans Mayor Scott James invites you to put St. Albans on your list of exciting places to be in 2021. From tasty treats, sports bars, and trendy coffee shops to formal meals, you'll want to put dining in St. Albans on the menu of places to go. No wonder St. Albans was named fifth out of 380 best places to live in the state by homesnacks.com. Whatever your taste, it's all here all year long in St. Albans. Go to stalbanswv.com. As things in our world continue to be uncertain almost on a daily basis, there's one thing that you can be certain of, and that is at Mardi Gras Casino and Resort, our promise to you will always be, when you play here, you're safe here, and you're going to have the most fun allowed by law. We're continuing to bring back the amenities that you've asked for, most recently our Bentley Sportsbook, so you can watch and wager in the same great atmosphere. We're a real casino with real rewards and real fun. Mardi Gras Casino and Resort. 
Looking for auto, home, business, life, or health insurance? At Capital Insurance Group, they represent multiple insurance carriers, and this helps you save big. The average customer saves over $700 when making the switch to Capital Insurance Group, and they work with carriers you know, like Nationwide, Allstate, Liberty Mutual, Progressive, Travelers, and many more. Mention the words Big Check Express to win a gift card from a local business. Call Capital Insurance Group at 304-346-5232 to get started today and learn more online at CIGWV.com. It's 580 Live brought to you by the Thornhill Auto Group. The rest of the show is yours, 304-345-5858. Text 304-935-5008. I mentioned with Chris, uh, more than uh, 100,000 are uh, without uh, without power, uh, your host of the show here included. Uh, about uh, 95,000 are in West Virginia. 60% of all customers in Putnam County included in that. There are also extensive, uh, extensive outages reported in Kanawha, Mason, Jackson, Cabell, Lincoln, and Wayne Counties. And I just want to echo what a couple of um, – uh, of our texters have said, uh, and even uh, when we had Tony on earlier, uh, Tony Hodge from the Putnam County Republican Club, I think it's uh, um, w- we we have a tendency to complain about things and uh, about our you know power being. I don't like my power being out uh, any more than anybody else does. I can handle the cold. I just don't like knowing my food is going to waste. That's that's my problem because I'm cheap that way and I like food. And uh, so I, we we have a tendency to I think to to get a little upset as as is understandable uh, when it comes to uh, when our power is out like that. But our men and women are out there on the lines uh, from other states to giving up their time with their families in the coldest of temperatures. It's only going to get colder. We've got another storm coming in. It looks like Thursday into Friday, which could be a repeat. More ice on the way, more snow on the way. So um, just hats off to all of our uh, our road workers, our people uh, like that uh, to do that sort of thing. Hats off to them. Let me see. Let's uh, get to some uh, text. Uh, let's see. Uh, quote, uh, seriously, with all the dangerous actions being proposed and or taken by leftists in Congress, like putting together a 9-11 style commission to investigate January the 6th, uh, where was this after the Bernie bro shut up a congressional baseball game and freshman uh, Sarah Jacobs uh, wanted a truth commission to put down extreme ideology to have a common narrative of what is true and what isn't, who decides what is truth. But don't worry, but uh, let's worry about legalizing weed here in West Virginia, according to a uh, uh, according to a texter. Um, did you happen to uh, see or actually hear, I should say, Joe Manchin's interview on on Hoppy yesterday? Um I actually was listening to the show yesterday. A lot of um, a lot of West Virginians um, are upset about Donald Trump's impeachment, uh, but of course uh, they are happy that he was acquitted. A lot. Um, Senator Manchin was asked by Hoppy uh, about going against, uh, in his words, the direct wishes of most of his constituents by voting to convict in the Senate. Shelley Mark Capito voted not to. Manchin did. Um, Manchin is convinced that he did the right thing. And that eventually most West Virginians will see that. He is of the mindset, and I don't know whether that's right or wrong or not. He is of the uh, mindset that um, that people are eventually going to see what a danger that Donald Trump was to the United States of America. And that eventually they are going to come around to his way of thinking. If you listen to the show, and you can go back and listen to it on the website, WVMetroNews.com, and you listen to the show, the interview that Hoppy did with, uh, with, with Manchin yesterday, I thought it was really interesting to get his perspective on things and why he thinks he's right. I'm not saying he's right or wrong. I'm just saying his reasoning on why he voted to acquit. And Hoppy point blank asked him, and my man Hoppy's been taking a lot of beating here as of late. <laughs> Uh, but he's, he's a big boy. He could take it. But, I, I, you know, Hoppy Point Blank asked him, in a state that backs Donald Trump as strongly as West Virginia did, do you feel like you are not representing the majority of your constituents? Now, Manchin, of course, went on with uh, why he thinks that he should have voted the way he did uh, and about the insurrection, things he's actually said on this show a couple of times that I've had him on. Um, and, and And I think that... I think in his heart of hearts, I think that he thinks he's doing the right thing. And I'm not here to say that he is or isn't doing the right thing. I'm just saying that he he's in a, he's in a rough spot. Um, and I'm not I'm not banging the the Joe Manchin drum here. I'm just saying he is in kind of a rough spot because he's becoming with the Biden victory uh, in the presidential election. 
Joe Manchin has become a very, very powerful person, and he wants to hold on to that. And he wants to hold on to that because of the things he thinks he can do for West Virginia. And I feel that eventually, and you knew going in that this was going to be a tough, tough, I don't want to say a tough decision. It was going to be a tough um, uh, situation, I guess, that, that, uh, that, that Senator Manchin was going to be in. Because how do you... How do you how do you go along with your party? But you knew he wasn't going to be one of the Democrats. He knew he wasn't going to be the only Democrat that was going to vote to convict. You simply knew that that wasn't going to happen. And I, I just I, I don't know. I, I, I thought he did a good job on the show yesterday. Don't take my word for it. Go back and listen to it. WVMetroNews.com, the interview that Hoppy did with Manchin yesterday. I thought Manchin did a pretty good job of trying to explain it. I don't know that it's going to hold a lot of water with most West Virginians because most West Virginians uh, did not support. I mean, number one, they did support Trump at the ballot. That was proven. They did not support the uh, impeachment. You heard Tony Hodge talking about that earlier. They did not support the impeachment. Um, and they certainly would not have su- supported a conviction, and the uh, conviction uh, did not happen. I think going along, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens uh, with Joe Manchin and his stance on things, because it's not in line with most West Virginians, although Manchin has a tendency to think that it is. He thinks there's more people that think like him that they just are silent about the whole thing because they don't want to say something, and there may be something to be said for that, too. How's that for... You know, muddy in the middle. Uh, <laughs> I'm out the door. Coming up on the show tomorrow, uh, Delegate Mike Pushkin will join us. Plus, just added Attorney General Patrick Morrissey is going to be on the show in the first part of the show, Pushkin in the second part. Uh, Hoppy in the news coming up. Uh, be safe out there, folks. And if you're like a lot of us that don't have power, hunker down. See if you can get, you know, people to invite you to their house because Chris Lawrence won't even tell me where he lives. So there you go. And he's got plenty of food. I'm out the door. We'll see you tomorrow. Till then, have fun and love somebody. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com records.